0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We have been all over the place in this book of Philippians and here we are in chapter 2. We're talking about these concepts or or this inspired Word of God giving us these commands on how we should live. In the chapter 2, we've seen this transformation in our lives and our our concepts and having the mind of Christ, having having the ability to sacrifice for our brethren to become one, to go to a different place. We've, we've seen dogma in there. We've seen these dogmatic expressions of how we should live our lives, that you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen things in there, pragmatic. pragmatic and pragmatic examples of, you know, if you do this, if you're all sold out, if you go on. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves and, and we're still in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter two. Uh, we're over here and we're looking at an example of true service. And uh, as always this morning, I'm honored to have Stephanie Wesco with me. How are you, Stephanie?
1: Doing pretty awesome, Doug.
0: I'm glad you're doing pretty awesome. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to study God's word. I'm always excited about having Stephanie with us. And uh, this has been a great week of podcast because we've been able to actually record the podcast within a few feet of each other. So if you can imagine, I'm in a recliner. There's a end table and there's a couch. There's a little screen between us and we're able to actually make communication. So in the past. When you've listened to our podcast, you've heard things like my code for Stephanie to uh, roll down, <laughs> to go ahead and slow down, to go you ahead and give away wrap up my, her story was yeah yeah, and uh, some of you have mentioned there's been multiple yeah yeahs at times <laughs> uh, before we get Stephanie to slow down. Well, in person, I just do the old Southern stink eye, you know, I'll go yep. or I'll give her the roll of the finger. So we're enjoying that. Yeah, but
1: but I have apologized for. Missing the, uh, yeah.
0: So I have tried to
1: get my conscience clear on that, on that front.
0: And I think your conscience should be clear because you have apologized. You have made right. There's been a lot going on here as we've studied the word of God. And we, we, we come up, Stephanie, and we come to Timothy. Yeah. And and who is Timothy to Paul?
1: Timothy was Paul's son in the faith. Um, Paul had been in Lystra, um, in his missionary journey and, um, if you go through the book of acts and you read through paul's missionary journey he came into lystra and um, he actually was stoned there
0: he got the snot beat out of him man. he did yeah. you think about us feeling like by that way, a way of rocks yeah
1: yeah and um actually if i remember right he was left left for dead um they took him out and stoned him and um so paul that's where timothy was from and timothy's mother and grandmother they took in the preacher. Um, yep. They had been they had been led to the Lord. And um, Timothy became Paul's son in the faith. And I love to think, you know, when I look at this, that you think of the whole discipleship yeah. thing. And Paul had obviously poured his life into Timothy. He had poured love and time and care and concern. You know, this is a kid who didn't have a Christian father. And Paul was willing to step in and be a godly father figure in Timothy's life. Obviously in more than just the spiritual realm. Because here we have Timothy not just caring for Paul, spiritually caring for Paul physically. He's there with him, you know, being obviously in good communication with him while Paul's in prison. And um, I think that's awesome that Paul, and then we know there was others, but... Timothy held a very special place.
0: And, and you know, I think that's heart. what we should all aspire to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this is all about. I think we're going through this book. We're, we're looking for help, how we can help people with wounded spirits, how how we can help people help people with wounded spirits, how we can help each other. And I think one of the most important things we need in life is we need folks who are Timothys in our life. And they
1: were teammates. Um, yeah. I love that too, that. Paul wasn't a one-man show. Paul's Paul's team was not all about him being the top dog. You know, Paul was a teammate with these other, you know, you had Luke, you had Timothy, there was Titus. Um, At one point there was even Demas. And he had all these people. We're going to learn about Epaphroditus, you know, a little later here in the book. And there was these teammates that were those co-laborers with Paul in the gospel. And I love that too, because that's what, you know, when I think of our ministry, it's a team, it's it a is. team working together and help, you know, whatever we can do to help each other out and help each other's ministries. Cause this, and ultimately the ministry is God's ministry. And I love that, that Paul and Timothy weren't just a father, son in the faith relationship. They were teammates and yeah. work, knew how to work together.
0: Yeah, and so that's what that's what we find here that's going on. So right here in verse 19. So we just finished 18, and we're coming into two verses for tonight's podcast. And, and 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 I think these podcasts are an example of true service. I think that's what we're going to call tonight's podcast. And But it says, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly on to you that I may also be of good comfort when I know your state. So what he's saying is, hey, if Timothy's there, I'm there. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Folks, that's what we need to aspire to. We need to learn as much as we can. We need to glean as much as we can. We need to uh, grasp these truths. We need to understand that, boy, God can use a great uh, assistant and and really build them up. And, And God wants us to be in the business of making the guy to take our ministry. Yeah. That's the business God wants us to be in. And I think yeah. that's what we're seeing here. And I, I think that's what's going on. So he takes Timotheus, and he's sending him to check on everybody. And and I think, you know, after reading the Bible as many times as I have, I think Timothy is the best known of Paul's buds.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and, and I think just the way that whole relationship was born. And yeah. we should work at that. You know, like you say, you go to Lystra, you, you you get whipped. And Paul, by the way, Paul went back there again. Yep, he did. Uh, you know, Paul was friends. shipwrecked. And went back there again. Paul went to Lystra, got beat up, went back there again. <laughs> uh, Paul was not a coward. Nope. And uh, and and you know, we're told that Paul had this. Uh, what does the Bible say? He had this physical ailment. He had this thorn, thorn in the flesh. In the flesh, and he didn't let that get to him. And you know what I was thinking, Stephanie, as we're looking at this tonight, so many who's listening to this right now have a thorn in the flesh. Yeah. And that thorn in the flesh can do a couple things to you.
1: <laughs>
0: it can knock you down, man. Yeah. And, and friends, let me say this to you. We don't need to be knocked down. We need to be knocked up from our feet and dragged up and move out. And I think that's kind of what's going on. And Timothy being pulled child in the faith, you know, in that relationship, it's almost like another parental relationship when you lead someone to the Lord. It's true. You know, you both can be the same age, but they're your father in the faith they're the person that led you to the Lord. And uh, I I think that's so significant. I think that's important. And so Timothy was with Paul. We know some things. We we know he was with him at Philippi. We know he was with him at Thessalonica. We know he was with him in Berea. We know that he stayed behind at Berea with Silas and Paul went on to Athens and Timothy joined Paul at Athens and we see him there and we read that great story about Mars Hill and all those different things going on. And then we know that Timothy rejoined him at Corinth and in and, and these these epistles to Timothy or about Timothy. Uh, we're probably going to go there next to pray with us on that because we think there's so much more to see. But then we go ahead and uh, uh, we get to Timothy's uh, commendation here. It says, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Well, you want to talk about something? Yeah. He says there's no one like Timothy. Yep. I can trust this guy.
1: Well, he knew Timothy. Um, he says he will naturally care for your state. I see Timothy having a very keen sense of compassion. Yeah. Um, and Paul, Paul could tr- knew he could trust Timothy that he wasn't just gonna. There's something, there's something very important. What I see from this, and I, you also see this, in the book of Timothy. But God's view of a shepherd, and Timothy was a shepherd. He was a pastor. He became a pastor. Was it? I believe was at Ephesus. Right. And um, Timothy had a caring heart. He had a compassionate heart, and that's what Paul's concern. You know, Paul says, "I have no man that I can trust to care for you." as much as I can trust Timothy yeah. to care for you and to find out how you're really doing. And that says a lot for him because a lot of young men are real just... Um, Jerks. <laughs> you'll be okay. Whimps. Pussy put pussyfoot. Yeah. Or they just don't have that caring, are you okay? It's What a can I do to thing. help you? And um, I think it says a lot for Timothy that he at a young age had developed that, caring side um that god very much wants to see in a shepherd and in a pastor yeah um
0: he represented everything that the scripture up to this point is talking about mm -hmm. timothy had the mind of christ yes uh timothy was a servant timothy was willing to go where paul went he was willing to go to jail Uh, he would not compromise uh he hey folks i want you to know i got a bottle of water that stephanie went and replaced the bottle of water that she had hugged for me so i'm no longer (laughs) holding that to her against her thank you so much but this is what i'm thinking i'm thinking that that timothy exuded Mm
1: -hmm. god yeah
0: because why else would the apostle be sitting there in jail saying hey you're getting timothy it's going to be all right timotheus is on his way it's going to be all right things are going to be good things are going to be better than what you're thinking are going and he's saying, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. So I know that Timothy's got you. I know that all these things are good. And, and then he goes on and he's talking about the service. So Timothy's been sent. Timothy's probably carrying this scripture to Philippi. That's what most people believe. We know that he's spiritually gifted. We know that what he's talking about, he has a great way of taking care of people. And then he gets there. And then we're in 21, in verse number 21, it says, all seek their own not the things which are christ jesus so he changes course from timothy and he's saying you know what the curse of the local church is you, you know what the problem we have in christianity is you know what the problem we have with growth of individuals is you know what the problem we're having with those of us listening to this podcast today it, it's a maturity issue it's a lack of commitment
1: yeah well and i think he's contrasting the, exactly who timothy is and I think it's, you know, I mean this is old as the hills, this isn't original to me, but we have Philippians one twenty one, which says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then in Philippians 2.21, we have the contrast of, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. And those are the two options. of yeah. um, Living for Christ, being willing to die for Christ, or seeking your own and not the things and... I think those are, that's the, honestly, it's the, it's the teeter-totter of Christianity. And unfortunately, I have a, from what I've observed um, in ministry, unfortunately, there's a lot of even people in ministry that are living the 221 yeah. Christianity, which is a crying shame, but that's just where things are but Timothy wasn't and I think that's what Paul was trying to say
0: and I think that's our job somehow Stephanie we have got to help those listen to us today and say you don't want to be a 221 no you you want to be that 220
1: well that 221 Christian is the one who is laying up the treasures in earth where moth and rust doth corrupt where thieves break through and steal exactly where you know the fulfillment is temporary it's fleeting it's temporal it's it's going to be wood hay and stubble, um, because it's not done.
0: And and you know Paul had some problems Lord. with Timothy over and over in First Timothy a couple times. He had to strengthen his resolve. hmm And you know that's what reading well, this book was
1: a human. You know that's yeah. What I think
0: we're all human. I
1: think it's um, so important to remember. And this since since I've been dealing with PTSD, the Lord's, it's been a really special thing to think of different Bible heroes throughout scripture and realize they were humans just like me. They had these struggle, these things I'm struggling with. Joseph struggled with these feelings. Job struggled with these same feelings. Daniel, David, you know, a lot of these heroes of the faith, they struggled with the same things we did.
0: They do. And you know, and, we've got to do the book of Job on these on these <laughs> podcasts. I know they got you messed yeah, up, I but we've we yeah. got to do Maybe we'll go there before Timothy. But yeah. here's the thing here's the thing. I think that true service is total service to God. It is. I, I think everything Paul's talking yep. about, everything that's being pointed to, is a total service commitment. Yep. You want it to is. see a sailor that becomes a Navy SEAL? How did he become a Navy SEAL? Yep. Total service. It was true, it was real. He was yep. all in. If the Navy said go do this, he's going to do it. Yeah. He's not going to stop and say, "Hey, I think that admiral's messed up." He might not That's have right. a no. Yep. He's saying, "I'm all in, man." Yep. There's not a uh, Where you dropping me? Where you picking me up? I'm in. Yep. And, and and I believe that that total service, uh, true service is total service. I believe it's a uh, you know, it's it's loyalty, it's honesty, it's integrity and uh mm-hmm. and, and it's you don't out for your that's what we need more today yourself. we need integrity we need yeah. honesty we need people who can serve and a lot of you are listening and will say well brother doug you know how does how do i all fit into this you know i'm just uh i'm a guy who spent my life as a sailor at sea i'm a lady who's been uh, uh, you know working over here i've been a soldier i've been molested i've been this i've been that and and god says you know what we're all getting level at the cross and this is how we serve true total service yeah. And true total services, we're just jumping in. Yeah. We want to look out for each other. We want to take out for each other. My, my friend Stephanie is working with some ladies and the, some of these ladies are completely changing. And, uh, and and I think that's what this is talking about. I think this is where we're going. I think that, that this is what this is all about. And you know, we get here to verse 22 and it says, uh, you know the proof of him that as a son with the father, he have served with me in the gospel." So he's going back over here to Timothy. He's telling him, this is why I'm sending Timothy. I'm sending him because you know about him. You know what he's all about. He's the real deal. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think, you know, sometimes I look at people, Stephanie, I look at churches and I look at different situations. And people will say things to me like they'll almost be jealous that God's not doing things with them or people aren't coming to their church or or things aren't going on. And, and, and you know, and and I say it's because, you know, I want to say I want to get right in their face. But I, you know, we just got to be all in. Yeah. And if we could be all in, I remember when I was a dumb young preacher, just been ordained years ago up in New York, planting a church. I didn't know any better, man. I was still banging on doors. I was still sharing the gospel with people. I just totally believed that God could fix all things and change lives, and you know what? He did, and I still believe that. Yeah. We've lost some brethren and some cistern, or whatever you want to call it, (laughs) along the way who've lost that.
1: Yeah. How do we get that back? Well, it's a five-letter word, faith. You know, it it really boils down to, are are God's promises true or not? And um, there have been so many times since Charles died that God has brought me to that point. And we come to this crossroads, you know, for different realms of life, different times of life, different chapters. But are God's promises true or not? And there is only two answers, yes or no. You know what i'm saying you can't be a teeter-totter in that in that neither you believe it or you don't
0: one way or the other
1: yeah and if god's promises are true then we need to act on them we need to we if his promises are really true and if we can really trust his word then we need to live on it because we really don't believe it if we're not willing to act on it
0: And and so how do we really believe it how do we get what happens if we and here's a good situation A young man, a young lady, old man, old lady, whatever the case may be, teeter-tottering, stuck, not knowing what to do. What do we say? Where do we go? I mean, I I hate laying these million-dollar questions to you first thing in the morning as we're going into this podcast or anything, but what do we do?
1: Well, I mean,
0: depending on what your situation of life is.
1: Yeah. But the base, the base, I think, is for me of coming to the Lord and saying, God, you know, you have to make that choice. Am I going to believe God or not? And if you choose to believe God, say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to obey. And if you know God's leading you, I'm going to throw out a scenario If God's leading, you know, if you're in high school, um, I know when I was in high school, God had to bring me to a point of surrender to serving Him with my whole heart and life. And when I was 17, I came to that point of fully saying, okay, God, I'm all in. Whatever it is you have for me to do, I'm all in. And then to take acts, you know, step out and say, okay, God, I'm going to act accordingly. And um, in my thoughts, in my vision, in what I'm doing, I'm working towards that goal. I don't know all the details yet, but I'm on this path. My eyes are set on the goal that this is what you have for me to do and I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a wholehearted commitment. There's a whole, you know, you choose to enlist. And when yeah. you choose to enlist, it's like, I'm all in. This is what I'm here for. And I think that's a lot of it is, is unfortunately we live in a world where nobody really wants to commit. When the rubber meets the road, they don't really want to commit to anything that requires long-term commitment, maybe sacrifice, maybe some tough, tough duty along the way. And when it comes to serving God, you better enlist, you better be in it for the long haul.
0: We need to sign up. And, and you know, I guess the, I guess the answer that you came up with that was helpful to me is this, is here we are and, uh, we're standing at the precipice of serving God, being all in, or just hanging out. And and I think, folks, and I think the most important thing I can say to you is the happiest soldier in any army is the soldier that's all in. Like yeah. Stephanie said, do you believe it? Do you believe that the military you're in is the best military? Do you believe that the God you serve is the only true and living God? I do. Does the Bible claim... Uh, that Jesus Christ is the savior of the entire world, it does, does it prove it? I see it, it does. So if that be the case, uh, our total service or our true service is total service. We need to be all in. So you say, well, Brother Doug, how does this all fit? What does this all have to do with me? And it has everything to do with you. We need to step out. So if you're listening to me today, no matter what you're doing, and some of you may be, some of you may say, Brother Doug, you're preaching to the choir, that's all right. I sang in a choir a long time ago when they were hard up, and I was, uh, uh, you think that's funny?
1: I'm, you know what? I am not laughing at you.
0: Okay. But anyway, and this is what I know the choir needs preaching to, too. So here's what we got to do, and, and I think this is how we got to treat this really hard stuff we went through in Chapter 2 uh, of the Book of Philippians, these really tough details about totally serving God, I want you to ask yourself a question. I want you to pull out a piece of paper and say, am I serving God the best I can with a question mark? And then I want you to answer it with things, 10 ways that you're serving God the best way you can. And folks, if you can fill out 10 ways and you're making a difference and you're making Timothy's and people's lives are changing, you're all in. Yeah. But if you write down that question, am I serving God the best I can, and you can't think of 10 things you're doing besides helping out or cooking a meal or driving somebody somewhere, or then you may want to reevaluate that, but we want to help you with that. So go on out to Help the Wounded Spirits, find us, drop us a PM, let us know how we can help. We're just thrilled, again, thrilled to be with each and every one of you. We're honored to share this airspace with you. Serve God out there. Serve God in a way you never did. And you don't know what's going to happen, maybe God will use some of these folks to be missionaries. Amen. Maybe God will use some of these people to lead their kids to great heights and depths yeah. and a, a relationship with God that's stronger than anybody yeah. in the family ever had. Yeah. Maybe God will use somebody listening right now, Stephanie. To turn
1: the world upside down.
0: To turn the world upside down. I don't know about you, but we need some preachers that can turn this world upside down. Listen, folks, we love you. Thank you for being so cool. Thank you for being so honest. Thank you for listening to us tonight. We're looking forward to talking to you all very soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.